Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Okay, so this is uh, Kenny Chesney, correct? That's right, Kenny Chesney. Apparently. <laughs> no, of course. Yeah, Jordana knows this You didn't know that, Adam? Yeah. No Shoes Nation, baby. I did know that. He's, you know, with the death, sad the death of, uh, you know, Jimmy Buffett. Kenny Chesney's kind of the same kind of vibe. Zach Brown Band, same kind of vibe. Very party atmosphere that, you know, say what you want about country music. But Kenny Chesney is uh, quite the draw, and he's coming back. May 4th with Zach Brown Band, Megan Maroney, and Uncle Cracker at U.S. Bank Stadium. Now, you can try to buy tickets or you can try to win them. And we're giving them away all week. And explain, David, how we do that. That's right. So during this segment, during our quick take segment every day, save Thursday, I'll be giving away a keyword. And then sometime later in the show, later this hour or next, we will call. We'll ask you to recall that keyword and the first person to dial in with the correct keyword will win a pair of tickets to that show. Excellent. Looking forward. Does Adam sound a little low, David, or is that me? Um, I just, uh, no, it's just you. No. Jeez. I'm really low. No, I asked him. He wanted me to turn me. Yeah, because you were a little loud and distorted to start the show. Oh, all right. So I asked you to turn it down. Well, I mean, don't be loud. Maybe I had you turn it down a little too much. I need to be the loudest, but you know, obviously it's a little low. Jeez. I thought it was the COVID maybe taking over. Should do some more live What's... engineering, like up and down and levels. <laughs> and, no, okay, uh, okay. So, do you want the keyword? Of course, oh, you ready yeah, for it? Okay. Yeah. So yeah, that sure. song, that song you just heard was Kenny Chesney's "American Kids," and the first word in that song is "double wide," as in Jordana Green has never stepped foot in a double wide. Oh, trailer. Oh. That is our See, keyword. I it's hyphen. That- I looked it up. It's two words someplace, but it can be hyphenated. So this is a hyphenated double wide. Double wide. You got to be careful because when when you say double wide and then start the next sentence with Jordana Green, you know I got to worry that maybe you're talking about my ass or something. So <laughs> okay, yeah. come on. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, of yeah. course you go right you there. Be no, careful. it's double wide trailer. <laughs> Uh, usually we talk Vikings on Mondays after the game. Uh, Brian Murphy stood us up yesterday, so we only had a couple minutes to chat with mm-hmm. Brian. He forgot his phone in his car. But uh, and Adam, you were gone yesterday. So I want to circle back to the Vikings, and I want to ask you, Adam, about uh, our new hero, our new quarterback, Dobbs, that the entire, I mean, the state and the NFL is buzzing about uh, Dobbs and how he's led the Vikings to two victories now. Um, the pa- the pastronaut, they call it. The pastronaut. So did you get a chance? I know you're up north. Did you yeah. get a chance to watch the game? How are you feeling about our sure. new high-flying hero? Well, you I mean, you watch the first half, and you're like, oh, look. I mean, the guy is making plays with his legs. That's You know, that's the quarterback that you want now. You want the quarterback who's obviously got the talent, can throw the ball, but you want a quarterback who, when he gets into trouble, can run and be elusive. And, you know, there's just a sixth sense that those guys, I'm, you know, everybody wants Patrick Mahomes. We want our Patrick Mahomes. So I think a lot of Viking fans are probably watching that first half thinking, oh, my gosh, this guy's like Patrick Mahomes. He can run. He's elusive. He's making plays with his arms and his legs. Uh, if it would have ended after the first half, I think this state would would have been 
going crazy, but the second half happened, and not not that he was bad or awful in the second half, but I think what happened was, and we're gonna ha- what will happen is the Vikings continue here. Teams are gonna figure out they'll get a lot more tape on Josh Dobbs and figure out how to try to contain him, and whether or not uh, they're successful in doing that, that will tell us whether or not is he the real deal. Is this one? Is this going to be an elite level kind of quarterback? Now. He's been with a lot of teams, but he hasn't really gotten that full shot. So I think a lot of Viking fans are wondering, could this be a franchise-type quarterback? Could we finally have a guy who is a franchise quarterback, somebody worth the price of admission? I'm not ready to say that yet, but it sure is uh, putting a special twist on this Viking season that nobody saw coming. The optimism of sports fans is always so impressive. (laughs) It goes week to week or day to day. I know, right? Like, hope never dies. And I love Oh, it dies. Are you kidding me? You're talking about the Minnesota Vikings. That's where hope goes to die. I know, you have hope with the new dude, with the Dobbs dude. I mean, you're like, oh, is he going to be a franchise player? Until next week. Until next week. Until next week when he lays an egg against the Broncos, (laughs) which he should beat by, you know, 30 points. If he's terrible against the Broncos, everybody's going to go, oh, here we go again. Nope, not the guy. All right, we're going to stick with the NFL here. You mentioned him, Patrick. Oh, good. I was hoping we would. Patrick Mahomes, right. <laughs> who's the quarterback for the Chiefs. Also, uh, for Jordana's sake, Patrick Mahomes is the guy who throws the brown ball to uh, Taylor Swift's boyfriend. Oh, and he's in all those uh, home and auto commercials. The yes, in all the commercials. State Farm, yeah. Uh, he confirmed in an interview earlier this week that he has worn the same pair of underwear to every NFL game since his rookie year. He says that his wife gave him the underwear back in 2017. Then uh, he decided to wear them for every game. He does confirm that he washes them at least occasionally. Jordana, um, wearing a pair of underwear your wife gave you before you were famous for every game of, what, six and a half seasons now, uh, is that cute or gross? Well, here's the deal. I read this piece this morning, and... At first, I was grossed out, and then I was even more grossed out because he says he only washes them when they lose. You know, if they're winning... And they don't lose a lot. (laughs) Oh, right. Exactly. He wears them over and over again. So as adorable as this is, oh, sweet, love it, it's great, it's disgusting. (laughs) It is disgusting. You're schwitzy in there. Those pants are are really tight. I'm assuming they're not moisture-wicking. I have no idea. But when you're wearing the spandex... And you're running around like a lunatic and you're getting tackled and everything. And I imagine they cannot smell good. And here, here's the – I was thinking about this because I did read this thing this morning. Um, thank God no one else has to smell them or be near them. It's not like he's sleeping in bed with his wife with these disgusting, dirty underwear on. Except, I guess, maybe the guys Please. that tackle him. I, I see a person that gets tackled. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, okay. He's yeah. hard to tackle, so, but yes. There you go. So someone's head might end up in his crotch and you might get a bad whiff. But I guess that's part of the game. Nobody smells good when they're out there. So I guess none of us – it's not like he's exposing everybody else to the disgustingness of these worn underwear. And then I was thinking they must be made of like kryptonite because don't they have holes in them? He's worn them for so long and he doesn't wash them that much. Yeah, but he only wears them for like – Once a week. Yeah, once a week. For for not even half the year – and you're washing like in a them. a lot of wear. They're fine. 
I'm sure they're quality. I got, you quality. should see my underwear drawer. I mean, <laughs> no, I don't want to. Thank you. Talk you. about I've holes. I've seen my sons, and I have to go through it and throw them out. Yeah, I, we can. You can afford new underwear, Adam. <laughs> yeah, but the old ones are so comfortable. <laughs> Uh, in it's, an all about, it's all about it's all about breathability. That's what I'm saying. It's okay. gross. No. In an effort to boost ridership back to pre-pandemic levels, Metro Transit is cracking down on fare skipping on its trains and buses beginning what the first concept. of December. Community service officers, instead of police, will be checking to make sure riders paid for their fare before boarding this go- coincides with the lowering of fines first time offenders who are caught fare skipping uh could have been charged over $100 now will be fined about $30 adam i think we can agree that this is a problem fare skipping on the trains is a problem uh will this new effort help what a concept making sure that people actually pay for the train that they ride on right. uh <laughs> The thing, I mean, you had me, uh, about time. Somebody just texted, yes, about time, but why are we lower, lowering the penalty for it? Uh, you know, put some teeth in it. Otherwise, oh. uh, again, I think the in concept, I rode the train for many years. I loved it when I had the hours to do it. Mm-hmm. But if you want people to ride it, make sure that people are paying for it. All other major cities that have public transportation, you got to pay for it. So this concept that, oh, it's an, uh, you know, why they didn't put initially, put in like turnstiles, I don't know why. I mean, that would have been a problem solver there, but uh, yeah, I guess better late than never, but yeah, enforce the rules. I don't know why they have to drop the fine. That's my question about it. I don't know. Me too. Anything you can do to enforce that, make it happen, do whatever you need to do, and... uh Good on you. And good luck. A bright flash that briefly lit up the sky and was followed by an explosion building, building shaking boom in northern Minnesota Sunday evening. May or sorry, Monday evening last night may have been a meteor. So say authorities. Beltrami County Emergency Services says the sudden flash of light followed by the thunderous boom happened at about six. 40 last night they received several reports of a bright white slash blue flash in the sky followed by an incredibly loud explosion noise jordana green uh we, the authorities are calling it a meteor but uh, i think we can do better than that wrong answers only what really happened in the sky over beltrami county last night okay i understand that authorities are causing are calling it a meteor. It was not a meteor, and it was not another natural phenomenon. It was the result of a military covert operation. The government is trying to cover up the true nature of the event, but here is the proof and some clues that it is a more sinister explanation. The boom was heard over a wide area, but there were no reports of any visible objects in the sky. Hmm, what do you think of that? This is unusual, as meteors typically leave behind a trail of lighter smoke. And the sound of the boom was described as being much louder than a typical meteor. So some people even reported feeling the ground shake. There have been several similar supports of loud booms in the area in recent months, and this suggests that whatever is causing the booms is not a one-time event. 
like a meteor. Here's what I think, you guys. The military is testing some kind of new type of weapon or technology. The government could be conducting experiments on extraterrestrial life. Or the booms are a cover for some other type of activity, such as illegal drug trafficking or Adam Carter's OnlyFans page. Now, this loud heard, this loud boom heard over Beltrami last night was a mysterious event. It has left many people wondering, but the government's lack of transparency only adds to this mystery. We may never know, but it doesn't mean that we should stop asking questions. We need to suspend her Google Bard account. Thank you to Google Bard for that AI conspiracy theory. Adam, that is exactly what it was. I I punched in. Oh, I know. Uh, Give me a conspiracy theory about a loud boom over Beltrami. And that is what it's spit out. China. China balloon. Little rocket man going China balloon. That's what it is. How'd I do, David? Lots of texts coming that in. That was pretty good. Pretty good. That was pretty good. <laughs> pretty good. Uh, wrong answers only. What was the big boom over northern Minnesota? Uh, we'll have your answers. We want some calls on that one. Be as convincing as Jordana. Call us and let us know what that boom was next on CC. So is it an extraterrestrial experiment? What was the giant boom over Beltrami yeah. County? What do you think it was? Well, deer hunting season is alive and well oh. right now, and I don't know if somebody's using some heavy-duty artillery. Of course, it's at night, mm. so that's illegal. Also, using heavy-duty artillery would be illegal. So I'm going to rule that out. Um, it was a meteor. I mean, we we hear about this all the time. We do? Uh, yeah, like the, there's big booms that happen all the time. And now with social media, it's like people can confirm that. You know, we've got the ring. First of all, this stuff... There, what I'm saying is there's more opportunity for this to be captured now than ever before, whereas before, like, you oh, heard a, okay. you know, you could be out in your backyard, especially if you're in a rural area, you hear a boom, and it's like, well, I heard that. Did anybody else hear that? And you don't really know. And then you kind of go out about your life, and you don't think about it. Well, now, because it happens now, people have ring cameras. People have cameras everywhere, and somebody's always got a phone going. So I think we're just it's more it's being captured more often than it was before and i think there's probably a real like scientific ex, uh, explanation for that and i would think yeah like a meteor or something you know hitting the atmosphere probably is accurate i don't think there's any kind of uh, foul play involved here it wasn't the military testing some new kind of well maybe it was i don't know i mean Minnesota. that could be possible too i you know maybe they are testing something but you can see where things like that would spread pretty quickly, though, because AI gave me a very credible and well thought out explanation for this boom over Beltrami County. And it gave me uh, the theory, the evidence, the possible explanations and the conclusion. So you can see where this would catch fire on the Internet for those yeah. that want to agree with my lunacy. Uh, again, our, our listeners coming through big time. The flash and boom is obviously the Viking Super Bowl train leaving the station. Duh. This is a great one. This is a great one. It was Taylor Swift. Her accomplishments finally reached critical mass, and she simply exploded. There you go. She did. We uh, couldn't contain her anymore. Jordana, mm-hmm. the Bemidji boom was probably just another redneck blowing up a fridge with tannerite. Also, it would take... It would take three of you to make a double wide. Uh, tannerite is uh, legit. Tannerite is like a... It's a, it comes in like little pebbles, and okay. it blows the smithereens out of stuff. 
you need like to shoot it with a bullet, like so you need like a projectile to set it off. Mm-hmm. You can't simply like light it. But it's Google any kind of Tannerite videos. And the the thing about it, you can buy it like at Mills Fleet Farm, I think. So and I don't know what somebody will correct what specifically is it used to like Tannerite? What is its purpose? I think it's like any oh, kind oh, of explosive. But you have, I have to many like, questions about yeah. this, Adam. How like, do you know what this is? Uh, I've seen, <laughs> we might have done some stuff with some tannerite in the past, mm. Um, mm. but there's videos of people like there's like a barn, like a huge barn, and the guy blows it to smithereens with tannerite. And but so, why? Why would you do that? I mean, well, he's getting rid. I mean, it was like an old barn. He wanted to clear it out. He's going to oh. demolish the barn, but he did it with tannerite. Mm. But I'm sure our listeners know what the a functional use of tannerite is what it's supposed to be used for. But yeah, it could be, it could have been tannerite makes a loud boom. It's amazing that we have these tools um, at our disposal and thank you humanity for not <laughs> killing more of each other because that doesn't sound like it would be safe. It does. It's in not the safe. hands no. of the average human no. these days, but you can, uh, Someone Fine, asked wherever. if there is there a lake in Beltrami County close to where this happened. Perhaps someone threw a stick of dynamite in the lake to bring up some fish. That would not be the first time that someone has done that. Is also is that highly highly illegal. Uh, I hope people oh. aren't doing that. Jesse Ventura, Governor Ventura, one time talked about. I think it was on one of his fishing openers about that. Like, I don't need to fish. I'll just throw some C four in the water, and we'll just take our walleyes that way. I think, well, he was joking, but I think, yes. Maybe he was joking, David, right? Who knows? Maybe he wasn't joking. I didn't know that was a thing. Okay. Uh, Let's take a break. We'll still take your wrong answers only on what was that loud boom. You can Mm -hmm. join my conspiracy theory or not. Uh, But coming up next, Dr. Gregory Poland is a vaccinologist and expert at the Mayo Clinic. Uh, Adam has COVID. Mm Mm-hmm. So we want to talk to him about this, what, seventh or eighth booster. Also, long COVID is becoming um, more prevalent in younger people, 18 to 44. They're experiencing a lot of brain fog, a lot of uh, mental issues. We're going to talk about uh, three years, I guess, after the pandemic. What do we know about long COVID? That's next. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Americans say they can't think anymore. They can't remember anymore that they're in a a cognitive fog and they blame COVID. Oh, we could blame lots of things. We could blame getting older. We could blame this sad state that so many of us are in with lots of heavy news. But Americans in their 20s, 30s and 40s say it's long COVID that is a major cause of their cognitive decline. <clears throat> they say they're having trouble remember, concentrating, making decisions. Many are saying they're they're having trouble like walking downstairs, doing basic errands outside of the home. And it's not necessarily age because it's people in their 20s, 30s, and 40s. I don't know if this is an emotional response to 
COVID, but they, they claim, at least the people in the study, that it is a physical one. Joining us to talk about COVID, as he often does, but we haven't spoken to him in a while, our friend of the show, Dr. Gregory Poland, a vaccinologist and vaccine expert at the Mayo Clinic. He's joining us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. Dr. Poland, always great to speak with you. And you, Jordana, a delight. Well, before we get to everybody else, yeah, David I, tells me that, unfortunately, you got COVID for the first time I mean, in this whole pandemic uh, a few weeks ago. I did indeed. I mean, ironically, after three and a half years, I had avoided it, taking all the mm-hmm. precautions I talk about. I was in London on my way to uh, chair a international vaccine meeting, and I got COVID. Hmm. <laughs> oh, how was it for you? Like, was it extreme? It was not. And uh, you would think, uh, you know, I'm over the age of 65, male, blood group A, you know, those risk factors. Uh, And it was really pretty mild. I I had a very, very bad taste in my mouth, sore throat, little bit of fatigue, but recovered really very quickly. Uh, Doctor, this is Adam Carter. I currently have COVID right now because I it's the second time for me, and it's like a bad cold is what it's like. But yeah. here's the question I have for you, in which I'm still kind of confused on. So I noticed the first symptoms, I guess, late Thursday, early Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, I tested yesterday, which got the positive result. So, like, when am I in the clear to, I guess, continue kind of with my daily life? Well, the CDC recommendation is five days after symptoms. Okay. You know, the, the more um, the more expansive uh, definition in terms of protecting others is that you have two negative tests. Okay. I don't particularly like that definition, however, because you can test positive late in your course yes. and not be contagious. Right. So, in general, I would follow the five-day rule. If you're still very symptomatic, I, I would delay, you know, kind of re-entry into sure. your activities. Yep. And, Doc, uh, Adam had the booster. He's been mm-hmm. up to date on his booster. He just got it like a month ago. So, once again, I just want you to reiterate, uh, should people be getting boosters? And if you can still get COVID, uh, why? Why should we be getting them? For the same reason that we get flu vaccines and most all of our vaccines. These are designed not to prevent infection, but to prevent the severity of infection and the complications that occur from it. So myself, Adam, uh, the reason we're not in the hospital or not on a ventilator is because we've had these vaccines. So we have a certain level, as does society now, a certain level of immunity. Uh, That doesn't mean people aren't getting hospitalized. They are people with compromised immune systems, people who have not kept up uh, with getting boosters and and vaccines. They are at risk. So let's turn the conversation back to the long COVID issues that people are experiencing. Is there an over like I'm wondering at one point, like if you've had COVID and you're just you're experiencing things and maybe out of the ordinary, like is there a common thread to long COVID, is there something or does it manifest itself in so many different ways, which I would think would make it very difficult to A, diagnose and B, to treat? You know, you're right, Adam. And, and even as physicians and researchers, 
we're still in search of a biomarker, for example, something that we could measure. Otherwise, it's subjective. What does the patient tell you? Or what can you see uh, observing the patient? So it makes it very difficult. You hear of all manner uh, of symptoms, but we do have uh, some clarity that has occurred. This happens more often in women than men, more often in younger women than older women, um, and much more often in people who have not been vaccinated. The question is what to do and, and how, mm-hmm. to, how to have an objective um, diagnosis of it. You know, when you, when you hear so many people saying, as Jordana did at the top of our time together, you know, some of those are almost certainly physical manifestations of long COVID. Others are probably more psychological and emotional reactions to, you know, indirectly to what COVID has done to our families, our society, our workplace. Um, and, and so it's a, it's a very complicated matrix to try to tease apart that's interesting because it wasn't only the physicality. You know, they talk about in the it's a Times piece how they're having trouble thinking and concentrating and making decisions. But then, you know, there is a percentage of people that doing basic errands outside of the home. You know, uh, physicality no like walking. You know, and and I thought to myself, wow, that's a really emotional response because. A lot of us didn't leave the house for a long time or were afraid right. to go in public. And that's like a, a psychosomatic response. Um, well, and you, you mentioned know, what – go ahead. Go ahead, sir. Yeah, my, my daughter's a mental health counselor, and she, she's a trauma specialist, and she's enlightened me on this. And I think it, it's really true. You know, nationally, globally, COVID-19 was a trauma. I mean, it it shut our society down. It shut our schools and workplaces down. It shifted how we work, how we think, how we interacted, the fears that we had, particularly in the beginning of the pandemic. This was a real national trauma, and we need to recognize that, and we need to deal with that. A question on that. So my wife, um, she's had COVID twice, both uh, post-vaccine. Uh, first time in 2021, and then again last year when I got it. But she has been experiencing uh, high blood pressure. She noticed she's been noticing like you know very winded when she's doing you know limited activity. And then le- a couple weeks ago, she went in and got her final booster. And it like in the le- 24 hours after it happened, her heart rate was very elevated. Her heart was skipping beats. Now they said it would have been too soon for that last vaccine to have that kind of impact, but. Could those other symptoms, doctor, that I was describing, and I'm sorry to just get personal about my wife here, but mm-hmm. could those could that be part of what we're talking about, about maybe long COVID uh, symptoms? It's probably your fault, Adam, and not yeah, COVID. Exactly. No, I'm right. <laughs> oh, trust me, there's a lot there, doc. I'll, I'll tell you that. Yeah. I think all our wives would say that. But, yeah. no, uh, to be serious, uh, when, when somebody has symptoms like that, they deserve to have a healthcare provider who yep. takes mm-hmm. that seriously and who investigates to understand what's happening. Uh, you know, this is something people give short shrift to, but what is absolutely clear to us as practicing physicians is we see physical complications, manifestations of COVID for a year and longer out from the infection. 
mm-hmm. people who had no risk factors for heart disease who now have heart disease or symptoms like what you're uh, explaining uh, in yep. regard to your wife. But there's almost not an organ system in the body that is not adversely affected by COVID. Yeah. Mm. Scary. Doc, we have a couple of questions from texters. Is it okay if I throw some at you? Sure. Sure. Great. Uh, one of them says, please talk more about blood group A yeah. being part of COVID. Yeah. Well, uh, there have been uh, two or three studies now showing that people with blood group A, by the way, it's true for pneumococcal uh, infections, a bacterial infection, um, actually have, uh, on average, a worse clinical course. Now, you know, those are, those are studies with large numbers of people in them, and they're applying probability. It doesn't mean it will happen to an individual with group A, such as myself, but mm-hmm. uh, it is indeed a risk factor, as is mm-hmm. age and other medical conditions. That's interesting. Uh, uh, some other questions, Adam, I'll just throw these out yeah, of the go doctor. Ahead. Um, how much do the vaccines, the shots, impact natural immunity? Uh, I think the questioner may be kind of confusing something. So when we, okay. when we use the term, quote, natural immunity, it means that the immunity you have comes from infection. Now, that comes mm-hmm. at a cost, right, of yeah. long COVID, of complications, right. etc. Vaccine-induced immunity gives you immunity to one part of the virus rather than all of the virus. And while those vaccines can be reactogenic, that is, cause uh, side effects, they mm-hmm. do not have the same risks of complications or dangers as infection does. Here's a question. Having COVID now twice, this one, like I said, like a pretty heavy cold. Last year I got it. It was much more difficult. I had the worst sore throat I've ever had in my life, chills, uh, feverish. Um, is that, am I experiencing just pro- likely two different strains of COVID there? Is that is that? It's it's not only that, Adam, but it's the fact that your immunity, you know, right before you got COVID this time was different than last time. Okay. You've gotten another dose of vaccine. You could well have been exposed and had, you know, asymptomatic infection. So, uh, yes, and, and that's why you and I and other people are and will continue to get infected until we have second generation vaccines is, What's happening is the virus keeps mutating. We, we no sooner reach out with a new vaccine, and because people are not taking precautions, the virus mutates. And now it's a little bit more immune evasive, whether it's natural immunity, vaccine-induced immunity, or both. Someone asks, um, if you're take, should people take Paxlovid when they get COVID? Should people take any treatments that are available? Yeah, I I definitely think there is a role for those antivirals. That's one of the antivirals. There are three approved. Um, If they're in a high-risk situation, we generally think of that as people in their mid to late 60s and older, or if they have underlying medical conditions or immunocompromised. Um, It's a safe medication. Uh, I tried to take it for two days, and I couldn't. The taste was so bad for me. Uh, my wife didn't have much problem with it. Um, and there was an article out, observational study, uh, that's just out a day ago, showing that rebound rates 
in this mm. small observational study was about 20% with Paxlovid and about 2% in people who did not take Paxlovid. So there's, there's beginning to be the sense that if we're going to use an antiviral like uh, Paxlovid, we may have to use it for a longer period than just five days. Oh, wow. Dr. Gregory Poland, uh, we've got about a minute or so left, but, uh, you know, we're nine days away from Thanksgiving. And, you know, for me, like, I kind of tested on a whim. It's like, well, I kind of feel like I have a cold, but uh, well, I'm just going to test here. What should people do, even if you have the most minor kind of symptoms? I guess, what's your advice? Because I know a lot of people probably think, well, you know, it feels like a mild cold to me. I don't want to confirm no. it either way. You know, what do I we mean, do? If, if, I, if, if we were on TV, I'd get down on my hands and knees to, to plead with people because of what we see and the disasters that we see happen. Get your flu vaccine. Get your COVID updated vaccine. If you're age 60 and older, talk to your doctor about getting RSV vaccine. If you mm -hmm. do develop symptoms, get tested. If you're going to be around other people, get tested. It helps us as physicians to know what to do and fills out your medical history in terms of any complications you would have. And it helps you to take appropriate action to protect your loved ones and your friends and the people around you. Dr. Poland, thank you so much for the time today. Really appreciate you as always. Glad you're feeling better. And uh, we'll talk with you soon, sir. Well, thank you. Good luck to you, Adam, and happy Thanksgiving to all. You as Happy well. Thank you, sir. Okay. Bye-bye. Again, Dr. Dr. Gregory Poland, once again, vaccinologist at the Mayo Clinic. I, I've had COVID. I mean, I've been so immunocompromised um, yep. for the past three years with leukemia. Like if anybody looks at me that's had COVID in the last year, I got so I, I've had COVID like four times. I have always been treated with something like a Paxlovid because, mm -hmm. again, I'm so immunocompromised. And I'm thrilled to report that tomorrow... Tomorrow, after the show, I will be getting my final vaccine of, it, it, it's not a COVID vaccine, I'm up to date on that. It's an MMR vaccine, a measles, mumps, rubella vaccine yeah. that your babies get. Right. But tomorrow, I, there were four rounds of vaccination, like seven shots each. It was insane. And tomorrow will be my last one. So I will almost be a full-grown adult uh, tomorrow after the show. So I'm very much looking forward to that. Thank um, God. Vaccines. And, yeah. Yeah, we don't need that rubella coming back, you know. Yeah. Rubella, that was such a conspiracy anyway. They just can use rubella to control us all. Does that mean you'll yeah, stop making juvenile jokes like a young teenager? Absolutely not. Ah. That is a disease of the mind. <laughs> I will still make fart jokes or penis jokes or whatever. But uh, So David's shaking his head at me. Let's take a break. It's 10.52. That is a Lindis Construction time check. Time to request a complimentary heat map analysis to see if your home is as energy efficient as it could be. 54, uh, that is your Lindis Construction time check. Save 50% off installation labor on Minnesota Made. Infinity from Marvin Windows. And again, keep listening for that uh, keyword. If you know the keyword, once we play the prompt, you call in. You better be ready to go on the it. air. I know I it know too. It. I accidentally mm -hmm. said it uh, earlier in a tech. No, we can say it. I don't want to say it again, though, because I, don't want, I want people to remember. Uh, oh, so when you know the keyword, you hear the prompt, call in, and you're going right on the air. So, right? 
Yeah, we we, right. we we put you on the air and we say, what's the key word? And if you say something stupid or something that's not the key word, I mean, don't say something stupid. Don't say something that we air, have, but, you know, have to dump you. Right, we have to beep you, you know, so we don't want that. That's what I do. That's not what the listeners do. So, um, yeah, so you better know the key word and uh, you'll get those tickets. Are you going to go see Kenny Chesney? Like, would you pay to see Kenny Chesney? I'd pay... Uh, uh, Kenny Chesney, but Zach Brown Band. I've seen Zach Brown Band. I saw him at Target Field uh, a few mm-hmm. years ago. Very entertaining. And Zach Brown Band is kind of one of those rock country acts. They do a lot of country, but they do a lot of rock, too. They cover a lot of rock songs. Very entertaining group. And Uncle Cracker. I can't remember the last time I heard about Uncle Cracker. Oh. So <laughs> That's a long day of music. I was music, a fan though, of man. Uncle Cracker. Yeah. I mean, you yeah, got five, like four Cracker. four bands there. That's a long day at uh, U.S. But yeah, I'm, that's the ultimate party atmosphere. So that it would be a spectacle, and I would I'd take part in that. Why not? So we're giving those away next hour. We are also uh, going to talk with either my kid or one of my many friends that is at the rally. In Washington, D.C., they are rallying against anti-Semitism. They are rallying to release the 240 hostages that are still captive from Hamas terrorists. And they are rallying in support of Israel. And I'm getting pictures, and I'm so jealous uh, that I'm not there. But we will get a uh, conversation from Boots on the Ground in Washington, yep. D.C. So I'm and, looking forward to that. And it's also Tuesday. we got to pick our uh, random review because I, I need stuff to watch. Although, I believe Dr. Poland gave me the okay. This is five days after my onset of symptoms. It is. So it is. But well, I if I was gotta... Jen, I'd be locking the door for a little while. So uh-huh. I don't want to get I want to get no COVID. She probably will. So I'll need something to watch. A random review uh, coming up next hour as well. Uh, don't go anywhere. Adam and Jordana continuing on a Tuesday. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 